0: Everybody, welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing?
1: Pretty good.
2: Yeah, it, I I gotta say, Kurt, it's not the best weekend <laughs> right now. Yeah, just the lead in.
0: <laughs> I was well. I knew you weren't gonna like one of these movies for sure
2: because I explicitly said that I didn't like it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna, you weren't gonna like the other one. uh and i don't know i i sometimes try to do a like i don't know like a themed theme double feature and i was thinking hey valentine's day is coming up what better way Mm -hmm. to celebrate than a valentine's day double feature um and yeah i'm not saying there's better or worse how or like horror movies based on valentines or love or anything like that but i don't know these the ones are probably some interesting choices but yeah uh the first of our double feature is the love witch and you know what the thing is i was thinking i'm like i could probably reach out to anna biller and have her on but i was not a hundred percent confident it'd be a great conversation i'm like how terrible no, it would be if we had her not. had her on and it would just be like oh can't wait to talk about your movie and by the way this we movie all hated it. No. <laughs> I don't necessarily (laughs) hate this movie But it's not my first choice For a movie I'd put on Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I'll put on Return of the Living Dead Any night of the week I'll put on uh, The Killing of a Sacred Deer Any night of the week Which I rewatched that movie And I listened to our trouble episode afterwards Because I was like, why not Uh, This is not a movie I put on Like regularly Although I do have Some positivity on it in some regards i think like production design and stuff like that is really interesting and really well done
2: no for sure um yeah
0: but there's there's some other stuff about this that is just like
1: ooh.
0: anyways uh but yeah uh the love witch what is it about well elaine a beautiful young witch is determined to find a man to love her in her gothic victorian apartment she makes spells and potions then picks up men and seduces them However, her spells work too well and she ends up with a string of hapless victims. When she at last meets the man of her dreams, her desperation to be loved drives her to the brink of insanity and murder. It sounds like pretty much every Tinder date I've ever been on. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How many times have you been
0: murdered, Kurt? Uh, zero, but some close calls. Uh, oh. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. Uh, the love witch. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, there's a lot going for it and a lot that maybe makes it a little tough to watch. I think this movie is just very slow. It's not, A, it doesn't need to be as long as it is. I think it's way too long. But B, also too, it's just, there's a flatness to everything in this movie, which I think, mm. kind of t- like, even though, like, there's a lot of dialogue scenes and stuff like that, like, it, it just comes across as very flat a lot of the times and I'm just like okay like where's where's something exciting happening like I don't know there need to be a little bit more enthusiasm and excitement in this movie about a woman who goes crazy and starts killing men uh didn't really get that didn't really get that that urgency or excitement from it although uh we were talking before air Samantha Robinson very attractive woman
2: absolutely uh, yeah, I totally agree with that.
0: If somebody were to make a better movie with her as a witch, I'd be down for it 100. Mm-hmm. percent Agreed. Uh, yeah,
1: we need some suspicious shit from her.
2: Hell really? yeah,
0: that would be good. You know what? Like James Wan make another Jalo movie with her as the lead. There you go.
2: Easy. Or just make a malignant sequel and put Samantha Robinson in it there somewhere.
0: You we secretly just need malignant too. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Whatever, whatever you're gonna do, just do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, when was the first time you both watched The Love Witch?
2: I saw it at VIF at International Village. I actually even remember it. You could probably even go back and look into my Instagram. Uh, my Instagram, and because I was doing video reviews at that point for for the, that was the 2016 festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I I, <laughs> I I definitely didn't like it then. I didn't like it now. Um, like I said it looks gorgeous the production value is really great like you said they do a really good job of making that exploitation era kind of pop on the screen it's super 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 colorful uh, and it even has that abrupt editing that you would expect mm-hmm. um, from from those type of movies but yeah it just doesn't do enough to to keep you there it just everything just feels really light about it and it just um it never has any ke- kind of depth to keep you going with it yeah mm. no 100%. yeah
1: that 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 sounds kind of accurate to the way that I kind of feel about this movie too i i think it was out on shutter at one point uh, a year or a couple years ago or I don't know, time is an illusion at this point, but I watched <laughs> it on a streaming service. I know that the first time I watched it a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, I think on the rewatch I'm a little more favorable to it just because I kind of feel like I don't know. I think first of all I think that I'm a little worried I've missed something with this movie because of the type of movie it's trying to homage. I just don't I haven't watched a lot of like that type of 60s style movie before. Mm-hmm. Um, And I have heard a lot of praise for this movie specifically because of how well it portrays that style of film. So maybe there is also something I'm just missing from not uh, watching a lot of those movies and being able to identify that in this movie. But um, yeah, I don't don't know. There are just some themes that I have heard are supposed to be in this movie that I feel like aren't done super well or maybe Mm -hmm. just aren't done obviously enough to me. Um, and I think that also kind of takes me out of this movie a little bit like watching this movie and hearing oh, yeah, this is a woman empowerment. She's a strong woman. I, she's she, crazy. She's crazy. She's not a strong woman. I'm sorry. She is not a very good model, in my opinion, for no. f- any type of feminist thing. I don't know. I It's hard because uh, like I love witchy things, too. I fucking love witchy things. I used to binge the craft as a teenager. Like that was my fucking I still watch that movie. All the time. Mm -hmm. Um, That to me is a way more. Feminist witchy movie. Than the love witch. I mean even just in terms of. The type of witchcraft they're using. Like the witchcraft and the craft is. They don't really talk about it. But it is just themselves. And their own power coming from that. Whereas uh, a more Wicca focused witchcraft. There is those themes of. Sexual abuse and like. um, That that. I don't. I don't see this main character overcoming any of that. She's more so still being greatly affected by it, and yeah. so it, it it's it's hard for me to see this kind of as a more feminist, empowering women movie, because it still seems like she's so fucked up because of the stuff that she's went through, and she never mm-hmm. actually becomes her own person. She's still so much. I don't know. I could go on about this for for ages, but. Um, I don't know. So that's that's a little bit of my hang up about this movie, too, is just that it I feel like there are supposed to be messages that I've heard are in this movie. And I watch this movie and it really, yeah, it really just is kind of like a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It feels I don't small. know. It's, it feels yeah. It's, like, and, it, and it's just kind of smutty a little bit, like she takes her clothes off a lot and and in a way that she is saying is supposed to be like intoxicating to men but it's like (laughs) you're still playing into the whims of men dude like that's your whole shtick is like I, I don't mean, know. It seems kind of the opposite of feminism to me, but I don't know. I don't know.
0: I totally agree that it's not very feminist. I'm not going to say I'm, I've ever at any point complained about her getting naked, because I'll be <laughs> honest, I did not. <laughs> um,
2: Look,
1: she has some bomb-ass outfits, I'm not going to lie. And
0: she really, she really, does great throughout this movie. Like Gorgeous, yes. You know oh. what? I'm just going to say right now, if Samantha Robinson ever wanted to like DM me, get signed in my DMs, I would not complain at all. Um... <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, no, I mean neither. But like, uh, there's something that, that that Taylor said at the beginning of that, saying that like all oh, people praise this on its on its style and 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 getting the error right and everything. And I think it also like goes to show that you that's not everything. Mm-hmm. Well, like,
0: yeah, also too, like, 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 yeah, she's you know killing people, and maybe there's some sense of empowerment to that. I don't agree with it, but like I'm like I don't know. How many movies have we watched where there's like a female killing people? Like, there's a good amount. It's not totally rare. I don't, I just no. don't feel like her killing these men and going insane really is, would be proper feminism. To me, it just seems like more of the same of like something we've seen before, like yeah. Jennifer's body and stuff like that. And I think she's, I hate to say this, but they're probably looking at something like Jennifer's body, which I think is a little bit more in line with like, feminism and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. saying like oh well we're in line with that not really i mean it's it's completely different but
1: it's mm -hmm. yeah it's it's all about the character's motivations and in, in this movie i feel like her motivations don't necessarily come from herself they come from this idea of her trying to get back at all these men that have wronged her um and and i feel like there's still this idea that she's being manipulated by this cult and this cult leader and things like that and that to me doesn't necessarily scream empowered woman it it it's this woman who's still trapped in yeah. this yeah. shit and i don't know that doesn't necessarily make me feel empowered it kind of makes me feel more sad for her and like she still has to free herself from this and yeah. i think if there was not this whole idea that this was supposed to be this super empowering movie behind it. I I might have liked it a little more because it would have just been a movie about a fucked up girl who kills men. And yeah. that's totally fine too. There doesn't always need to be <laughs> like this crazy message behind the movie. And I, I don't know. I I I can definitely understand why someone would, or just people in general would see this as like a empowering movie because she definitely is taking shit into her own hands. Like yes. she is... She is definitely uh, using her own fucking power to get shit done, but I just think the motivations that she has to get that shit done are not necessarily super empowering at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. But yeah. that's also just me in my opinion. Everyone kind of pulls their own shit from this stuff. but And of course, I always look way too deeply into this stuff too, so who knows?
0: <laughs> no, it's totally fair. I, I don't know. I, I think, like, I don't know. I, I, I come to this movie for, yeah, the set design costume design like i will say this about this movie in like the positives because i feel like we've been shitting on this movie and i i want to like at least (laughs) slightly (laughs) into the positive lane for a bit but like this looks like a 70s hammer film sure uh and that's what like i really like about this movie it it comes across as just Like, you literally could have told me that this was from the 70s and I would have believed it. Like, it's that convincingly set in that time. Absolutely. Um, And I got to say, too, I do like a lot of the performances in this. Uh, I I was wondering, as I was watching this, like, how much of this is the actors and how much of this is the script. I want to say this is probably a lot of this is the... A lot of the pitfalls are this probably land more on the script side of things than the actors, because I do think the actors do a pretty good job... I mean Samantha Robinson, uh, Gian Keys, Laura Waddell, they all do pretty great work in this.
2: Um, yeah, I, I think it's all about being flat, though, and yeah. being wooden, and being because all of it kind of lends back to that era of mm-hmm. filmmaking.
0: Yeah, there was also a really weird tampon joke in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I laughed at that. That was that was pretty good. What um, the hell is this? I don't know come on mm-hmm. guys use your brain yeah the
2: uh, the way the dudes are done in this movie is very funny yeah. <laughs> yeah like i i really do dig the the very like like stonewalled like um uh just kind of cliched um patriarchy that they exhibit in it i i, I think that that's really good because there's 'Cause like all the dudes suck in this movie. <laughs>
0: pretty well, much. And like I, I do give uh, the whoever did the casting for this credit because like they cast like Jean Keys who I think like up until this point he was pretty much well known as being like a cover model for romance novels. Mm-hmm. Like he seems like a hundred percent like the guy that would be in a movie like this. So Yeah mm-hmm, I, don't know. Mm-hmm. I did i did think that was kind of interesting too there was like a little bit of a meta level to this
2: well for sure because everyone feels like they were pulled directly out of the era like even as the style of actor that they are because obviously samantha robinson is your centerpiece that you build around and i i'm sure that her and anna were like at the beginning developmental stages like you're my you're you're the title character and that's that's that so let's find people to accentuate you and largely that cast really does because in any scene that samantha robinson is she's the centerpiece yep. for any any second and it, it makes you the any scene that she's not in you're just kind of like oh, when's she gonna be back
0: yeah where's mm-hmm. sexy samantha robinson <laughs>
2: I yeah. This is a this is a Samantha Robinson appreciation cast and, and
0: again, <laughs> she wants to slide in my DMs, I'm not gonna
2: play. <laughs> you're actualizing right now. You're, I, you're, I really you're like projecting these
0: energies into the universe. Just, <laughs> uh,
2: for this moment you are totally karmatic.
1: Yeah. Uh it's called manifesting. Oh, it's witchy about it.
2: Yeah, yeah manifesting his yeah. destiny. He's got his mood rings up and he's like I'm actually charging the them a love potion right now. <laughs> do you guys remember love potion number nine with sandra bullock no it was like Not one of her even. original films yeah exactly that shows how old i am <laughs> yeah this was pre-speed okay. love potion number nine
0: uh first time i watched this movie i love how we haven't even really got to i said
2: where mine was. it was that fifth
0: yes <laughs> Uh I watched this movie uh it's probably Joe Bob's special. I'd never seen it before. And, uh I think watching it with Joe Bob, I get a bit more of an appreciation out of it than I other if I were to just watch it on its own. So mm-hmm. I do credit that a little bit with me having a bit more of a respect for this movie than I probably otherwise would. Um so yeah. What about you, Taylor?
1: Um, oh I watched it on Shudder, like a year or so ago
0: or something like that so yeah gotcha cool uh let's see we've got quite a few emails wow people get passionate about the love witch um fitting yeah uh
2: (laughs) for a movie with such stilted passion it's it's fitting
0: yeah uh brian says i love callback horror like this this could easily be a hammer film great suggestion i mean yeah again Set design and all that, it looks like a, a movie from that era. You, mm-hmm.
2: you just need to get darker, though. You need to get darker. You need yeah. more stakes. You need more sinister qualities to it to be a hammer film, I believe.
0: I th- yeah. Um, I think um, there just needed to be a bit more ur- urgency in a movie about her killing people. It's just, there's yeah. like a flatness to it all. It's just, I don't know.
2: Well, especially because Hammer was a thing that was trying to get going back at the time of this movie's release. Because I believe Woman in Black is the first Hammer film revival. Yeah. That about so it's like, yeah, I, I mean, comparably, one's far more sinister than the other.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I remember really liking Woman in Black, actually. Woman in
2: Black's fucking amazing. And, and it's one of those ones that... Uh, I don't know if we've co- uh, if you've covered this one on Tremble before. It's something that I'd love to talk about in the future, but it's it relies on your visuals to scare you. There's no, there's none of those music cues to it. There's none of that mm. kind of stuff, and it seriously creeps you out. And Radcliffe's fucking amazing in it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> that was
2: a Woman in Black praise moment.
0: <laughs> there you go. Uh. Fiona says, as a self-identifying feminist, I really like this movie. It's a strong and empowering message. And even though Elaine makes some bad calls throughout the movie, I think this is a great example of feminism and horror. I politely disagree, but hey. You know yeah.
2: yeah. She, <laughs> too many emotional decisions. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and decisions that, I don't know. I'm not going to go on a rant again, but like decisions no. that don't necessarily feel like they're coming from herself. They're coming no. from her hurt and her past and yeah. all the shit that empowered women don't actually do unfortunately
2: yeah i i would i i would and it's it's tough for dudes to talk about feminism to say what their opinions are and i this is just you know i'm just throwing it out there but a lot of what her motivations are are ba- like you said based on herself and her own proclivities and not towards the entire group of women in a larger sense mm-hmm. mm. like yeah so i you, you be, it's more about individual pa- empowerment than it is about the collective empowerment. I think.
0: Yeah. And I don't know. I feel like a lot of the feminism, it, quote unquote, of this movie comes from people talking about it after the movie's out. But I feel like if you watch this movie just by itself, like it doesn't really give you anything that says the feminism. It's the director and other people creating the, this discussion around the movie. But again, it's not really there in the movie. Uh, You know, if you were to watch this and just be in a bubble and not really check out the director or anything, you probably would have no idea this is a feminist movie because there's nothing really in this movie itself to really tell you that. It's like this discourse that's been going on after the movie's out. But again, you know, you could say anything after the movie's out. I mean, look at uh, Jason Goes to Hell, The Final Friday. They keep like talking about that movie as if everything was intentional. And it's like, no, not quite. like yeah tying it all into friday the 13th yet again uh okay henry says what the fuck horrible dialogue shitty acting and non-existent plot and shitty color correction when can i start forgetting about this Whenever i guess immediately yep.
2: <laughs> you, you have my permission
0: go ahead henry. you can just forget about
2: this yeah you can just forget about that
0: you're uh, good And then Jacob says, if you could make a love potion and it'll win you the affection of any horror movie actor or actress, who would it be and why?
1: Oh, man.
0: I mean, it's got to be Samantha Robinson, right?
2: Yep. Samantha Robinson would make a very interesting um, Elvira-like character.
0: Yeah, I can see that. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep
2: she has that i think she has that ability within her and i i believe those kind of qualities are kind of rare uh when it comes to the genre so yeah i i I mean you have your archetypes of the golden god women in in horror Mm -hmm. and um she fits nicely in that mistress of darkness styling
1: i agree
0: yeah
1: uh also i know we're not talking about this till next week but does an animatronic t-rex count as a horror movie actor or actress
0: <laughs> sure why not
1: cool when you're acting
2: awesome. against denise richards it's tough
1: right yeah especially as a t-rex that's gotta be rough
2: <laughs> denise fucking
0: richards <laughs> i don't know I, if samantha robinson wanted to make like her version of audition i would also would not complain about
2: that either Ooh. Yeah. Oh, she's like uh, a real it's...
0: femme fatale? Oh.
2: Yeah. Girl, I'd take oh, back boy. all those
0: nice things I've said about you. I'd be scared for life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> don't slide into my DMs. D- d-
0: just don't. At that point, I'd rescind on that comment. <laughs> uh, yeah. Is she on Twitter? Samantha Robertson? Maybe. Hopefully.
2: <laughs> um, Let's not tag her in the tweet.
0: Yeah, it is funny that uh, she's more well-known for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even though, like, it's a blink-and-you-miss-it role. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that's unfortunate. I mean, she should be known for The Love Witch because, I mean, she's the only reason to watch it. Yeah. Personally Mm -hmm. speaking. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, like you said, there's no real reason to revisit it. No. Once you've done it. Like, like, for uh, this podcast, sure. For what we do, sure. But otherwise, like, nah. Not really.
0: Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Uh, best line in this movie? Favorite line from anybody?
1: Um, I have two that I managed to get from this movie. One was uh, in the bar when uh, the love would just... I can't remember who she's talking about. At the moment, if she's talking about Wayne or Richard, the married guy that she killed. But either way, she's talking about one of them. And she says, there was no polarity, but I should have known he's a Pisces. And I was like, yeah, girl, those Pisces, you know, they that's that's how you got to make your love decisions from now on is just really consult their astrological signs. That's your problem from the beginning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. and
1: then i can't remember who says this to her but someone else later on in the movie says what you call love is a, a borderline personality disorder and i was like yeah that's actually probably true <laughs> yeah those um, are my favorite lines
0: i went with tampons aren't gross women bleed yeah and that's a beautiful thing do you know that most men have never even seen to use tampon uh you'd go laugh at that <laughs> but uh probably the best line is, is uh whatever samantha robinson started taking up for clothes and i was like hot damn okay
2: <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i would say the tampon line is definitely my favorite
0: mm-hmm.
2: this is hilarious especially like most men have never seen a used tampon i mean it's probably super fucking true uh
0: yeah to be probably. honest
2: to be honest um but I also like the line, uh, according to the experts, men are very fragile. They can get crushed down if you assert yourself in any way. Yeah. Which is also very fucking true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Look at the convoy, everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> the thing that Canada's most famous for at the moment, which is the, yeah,
2: the The most fragile fucking ego under the guise of our freedoms and rights for truckers. Yeah.
0: Uh, I always say, you know... Get out the beanbag guns. They they haven't been used in a
2: while. Right, so. I will say this. The love potions. <laughs> I will say this, and the only political thing I'll continue on that as the uh, son-in-law of a trucker, these guys don't represent them.
0: That, yeah, that is true.
2: Yeah. Uh, that's that's all my political for today.
0: <laughs> it, it is kind of telling with this movie though that like all the great lines pretty much go to Elaine. Yes. Like there's the nobody was else. The built for her. Yeah, there's nobody with memorable lines in this movie except for her, which is kind of funny. But also, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, best performance. I mean, anybody but Samantha Robinson? No.
2: No. We, no. <laughs> I I think, if anything, everyone else is a bit duller to make her that much better.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: very generic. Otherwise.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I can't rem. I honestly will like, if I didn't watch this movie for years, I would. St- the only person I remember is in it is Samantha Robinson.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: The re- no. like, again, the only reason to watch the movie.
0: A lot of the other performances are flat, and you know, there's parts where hers are not like the greatest, but they still largely work. So. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. Um uh, best kill. Not a lot and of kills in this. I mean No. I think it's probably Jean Keys at the end. Great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm and a Ethan little upset. <laughs> yeah, and I'm also kind of a little upset we didn't really get to see more about her killing her husband cuz obviously she killed her husband. Well, oh, for sure. Um yeah. But we just kind of got, like, dreamy flashbacks. Which I guess is, like, also what maybe supposed to be, like, just time. a... Yeah, like a stylistic thing, but...
2: Especially the way eh. they do it. hmm Yeah.
1: But, yeah. It, I guess it probably just the death of the end. Just because it's the, it's the most bloodiest, too. Like, uh, honestly, this movie probably would have been helped by a little more blood in it.
2: Yep. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Especially with the colors yeah playing off of as well like, for that for blood to be part of it it would be yeah would be much better i think we should amend this this award to just the kill of the movie
0: best <laughs> kill the only just the, the
2: kill the yeah. kill
0: <laughs> it's disappointing cuz i this could have had an opportunity to be a little bit like a slasher like it doesn't have mm-hmm. to be like 100% but could have been a little bit like a slasher in the sense that like yep you you have her like going around killing people, like it would have been really interesting. And like you get a little bit of that, but they definitely don't lead into it as much as they could. Or should hmm So um mm-hmm. uh, Okay. Uh let's take a look here. Uh Dumbest Decision. <laughs> a lot of dumb decisions. Oof. And it's mostly by the band, which I think is why people yep. be like this is a feminist movie because men are stupid
2: and because like, men are stupid <laughs> men are dogs <laughs> men are stupid men only think both with their dicks men they yeah. deserve
1: to be buried in the yards of their cabins with yep. a bottle of piss beside them
2: exactly especially <laughs> with a bottle of piss
1: yeah I have I have two main ones okay the first one is uh the the police captain or police man Griff I think is the character's name. At one point, he's telling the other police officer, uh, the captain, or he, he's talking about the captain. He's satisfied Wayne's death was a heart attack. He was buried in the yard. He was buried (laughs) in the yard. And you think that you're totally fine with his heart attack. Like, even if he actually did have a heart attack, she buried him in the yard. That in (laughs) itself seems like a pretty big no-no, you know? Anyways, that was, it's that, he said that line and I was like, Bitch, you stupid. Okay.
2: Um, (laughs) He had a heart attack while being buried in the yard. I
1: guess so. Uh, (laughs) Second dumbest decision is in regards to the plot of the movie. I think this movie would have been uh, way more feminist if uh elaine had wound up with trish at the end and just foregone men yeah. altogether. Yep. i think that would have been the best way to end this because obviously trish was into elaine uh they could have been black haired wig beauties together and rode off into the sunset on a white horse mm-hmm. and i think that would have been a better end to this movie
2: is that a red herring? Because doesn't it feel like there's a thread that's kind of leading to something like that and it just doesn't ever kind of cohese? It always still tries to say, stay super heterosexual?
1: Yeah, that's kind of what's so weird about this movie because there is another point where they're in the bar too and they there's a lot of subtext that they're talking about being gay when they're actually in the movie talking about being witches. Yeah. Just being, when they're at the bar and they're like, oh, go home and all that kind of stuff, like... That is That seems to be a sort of subtext there, but then it almost seems like that's the only scene that the, it's really kind of yeah. brought up in or obvious. And, like, that's maybe another thing about this movie is there's so many kind of different themes that it seems to be playing with, but it doesn't stick to one. It doesn't, no. like, go full hog on just one thing. It's like, oh, no, we're going to do this, and then we're going to do a little of this, and yeah. it's all going to be wrapped up in this 60s, 70s aesthetic. And, you know, and... I don't know it doesn't necessarily seem super cohesive but i think if elaine and trish had wound up together at the end there's your cohesion it all makes perfect sense
2: and there's your champion in queer cinema too like because it Mm. feels like it it could lend into it but it never does like i don't even understand why you wouldn't want to go into that direction
1: no it's like a movie that's just obsessed with men to the point where you're like wow men are weird and stupid but apparently we also adore them in this movie and even though all the men in this movie are just not i don't know it's like no one is actually an accurate representation of their gender i guess
0: (laughs) well i think this movie really is a case of a lot of just half-baked ideas like ideas that didn't quite get fully fleshed out and like there's some cool stuff here some a lot of wasted potential like i don't know I as much as uh, people praise the director and writer and all that which she did everything and there's a part of me that goes that's kind of cool like she really like just took charge of this movie but like I I think she needs a writer like a proper writer and I hate to be mean like that but like yeah next movie Biller makes just have somebody come in and spruce up that script because if anybody took a look at the script they could have like fleshed it out and ironed it out a bit more but I think that's kind of the downside, I think, to whenever you have an independent filmmaker like this where they take charge of the movie, where it's just, yeah, you don't really have a critical set of eyes to be like, this could use some work. Mm. So, but, yeah. But the I,
1: dresses were gorgeous. <laughs> oh, I mean, again, yeah, this sure. movie
0: looked amazing. And even rewatching it, I'm like, man, like, yeah. everything in this film feels like a vibe it feels like a world and yes like i would if they could make a sequel to this maybe have her just going about doing her thing again but like again, spruce up the script i think it could be really good i'd be down to, for more in this world it's just what they did in this movie like at least initially it's it's a little bit of, of a thing and i will admit that when i score this i'm going to score it a little bit higher just because i do love the world that it's in but mm, yeah. mm-hmm. when you start to kind yeah. of break things down you're like
2: Ugh.
1: yeah if if they made a, a another love witch where she actually got over her issues and like yes. sorted her shit out um, I think that would be I think that would be really cool mm-hmm. I, yeah because it almost feels like she didn't really her character in terms of her character story or character plot didn't really go anywhere she just kind of kills people the whole time and then mm-hmm. feels really sad about it at the end yeah but like she could just be keeping doing the exact same thing so Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't know anyways i could do a whole episode where i just rant about all the things that didn't get resolved in this movie too
0: (laughs) there was a lot that's why i kind of feel like they could do a sequel but i don't know if they ever would but (sighs) okay um i think it's time to rate this and I feel like there will be some interesting scores. I'm kind of curious what everyone thinks score-wise. Steve, let's start with you.
2: Uh, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. Um, I mean, Samantha Robinson is enough to get me halfway there, but yeah, I just... It just doesn't resonate. It wastes opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, as gorgeous as it looks, it just... It feels like a false facade that is just kind of hollow underneath. Um, I, I don't... I don't feel the this cult allure that it has with audiences, and mm. um, I'm a little confused by it. But uh, I mean, go hog wild, <laughs> you know. If you love it, you love it. I just don't think it's. Um, I don't think it goes into overdrive enough, or at all. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Samantha Robinson rocks, and. I'm not obtuse to seeing more from Anna Biller because really we haven't really seen anything from her since. So,
0: Yeah. I think, uh, I again, like I, I think if Anna Biller, cause I think betr- she made another movie and then she kind of like backed down a little bit and gave like micromanage some stuff to other people. I think she just kept doing that. Like, I think she could be really great. Like if she was more just, designated to like directing and set design and costume design and stuff. Sure. Cool. I think the writing is the one where I'm like, you, you might want to just bring somebody in. Mm-hmm. And this is also somebody who does do a little bit of writing as well. Like sometimes you just think that you've got this great thing. And sometimes you just need someone to come in and be like, bring you back down to earth. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. uh, I'll give it a seven out of ten. And I'll say in my heart it's really a five out of ten, but I am bumping it up two points because of the set design and costume design and also because uh Samantha Robinson looks really great naked. So there's <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god.
1: Um I'm also gonna go with a seven out of ten. Um not specifically because of who are <laughs> who may or may not look good naked in this movie, mostly just because I I don't know. I, if, I think the first time I watched this movie, I probably would have given it closer to like a five or a six. Mm-hmm. Second time through, I definitely did appreciate what it was trying to do in terms of the era it was trying to pay homage to. Yeah. Um, I I definitely haven't watched enough of those movies to say how accurate it was, but it seemed like it at least did that pretty well. Um, and yeah, I I think... I think it is just this whole hang-up I have with this is supposed to be, it's supposed to have this message behind this movie. And I think if you watch this movie without that expectation that you're supposed to have this, learn this message afterwards, then um, I I think this movie is a little bit better. I think if it was kind of like what Kurt was saying earlier, if this was more of, if this leaned into more of like a slasher style or like had had a little bit more oomph to it, um mm-hmm. I think it would have worked fine just as a movie on its own without this like backstory or subtext or anything like that, you know? Um, And uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I just don't necessarily know if I agree with the idea that this is an empowering movie for women. I think this is more of a look into a very broken woman who needs a lot of help still by the end of the movie and needs to unlearn a lot of the bullshit that she has decided to put up with. (laughs) because she thinks that she can control men with it. Um because as we all know the most important thing in life is controlling and securing a man. Um what could be more feminist than that? Uh anyways, anyways. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to stick with a 7. I I I definitely don't think this would be one that I would immediately jump to putting on, but if I knew someone was really into the aesthetic of this movie, like 100%, I would put this on for them because at the end of the day that really is what this movie is about is the fucking gorgeous aesthetic
0: (laughs) yeah and again this movie i i think does have some positives it's not a complete write-off but i definitely think there that you know for a lot of the people involved in this movie like lessons to be learned for sure uh unless you're samantha robinson which case just keep keep it up just keep it up (laughs) okay well steve where can people find you on the internet
2: yeah I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Stevel Dead. You can also find my website stevestebbing.ca, and I'm on uh, the shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursdays at 11 p.m. Pacific time, uh, and that's across Canada. Nice.
0: And Taylor, where can to find you on the internet?
2: Uh, mostly on Instagram or Twitch.
1: My username is TechroNomicon. Um, I stream on Fridays usually, mostly just to get my homework done, but I like doing arts and crafts, and eventually I'll play some fun video games and all that streaming bullshit that you do. Um, if I do anything else, I normally post about it on my blog, which is socianic.home.blog.
0: Nice. Uh, yeah, I'm over at 3 nerds.com where you're probably listening to this. Or some variation of. Uh, I'm also occasionally writing on that hashtag show. I know they want me to be doing some written reviews for Joe Bob. And he's got a a new Valentine's Day special. Which I'm just saying. I'm putting this on record. That I'm pretty sure one of the movies will be uh, Maniac Cop 3. Because deep down secretly Maniac Cop 3 is a love story. Most people Mm -hmm. don't realize that.
2: But it is. Uh, maniac cop three badge of silence
0: <laughs> not what most people think of when they think of a romantic uh, horror
2: movie but no uh, but robert zadar finds love
0: <laughs> i cannot wait for us to talk about the maniac cop because those movies are just deep down just fantastic in like a way <laughs> that like the, like it captures New York in the eighties in a way that like Oh for sure. It's just fantastic Well.
2: I mean Lustig knew
0: Yeah. Oh what Lustig, he was
2: yeah. doing He knew the dirty dirty seedy sides of New York and how to shoot them.
0: Mm-hmm. So um but uh so yeah, go check out that hashtag show. I have some reviews up there and I'll like I said be contributing a review of Joe Bob's I think he's calling it like trailer part heartbreak or I don't know. I just butchered that. I don't even know why I tried to attempt that. But <laughs> go go to Joe Bob's socials, you'll find it, I'm sure. But uh yeah. Uh and then I'm on Twitter, film critic Kurt on Letterboxd Fatal Cola. I'm pretty up to date with reviews. I try to get into the habit of once I'm done watching something for a review, I just pop on there and even just give like a one sentence re- review just so I don't forget. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then go see Jackass forever because every time you buy a ticket, an angel gets its wings. And by that, I mean, I get residuals. So thank you.
2: <laughs> and by that, you mean that Johnny Knoxville gets shot out of a cannon as an angel.
0: Yes. Yes. That, that too. and, Angel literally gets its wings in the movie.
2: Oh my god, that shot that they get from above the cannon, I just. Fucking glorious.
0: Oh yeah. Eat your heart out, sis and Kane.
2: Oh my god. <laughs> I was going to tweet, I'm like. So it was Jackass for best cinematography, right? Not for the Oscars, just in general.
0: Yeah. I mean. <laughs> there, you know, is this there's...
2: Spike that shot that the, the cinematographer on it?
0: I don't know if Or is he... it. I there is it was a, There was a the uh the person who does the cinematography it's not uh Spike but Spike Spike knows shit. I mean Spike Jones, he's famous Hollywood yeah. director, so.
2: Well, I know he was massively part of it cuz he's in a few scenes. Yes. Um
0: he was also the most <laughs> reluctant to do it too.
2: Yeah, for sure. I think cinema cuz camera people is Rick Cossack and um Lance Bangs. Who Lance pukes in his mask like twice or three times. Oh,
0: it's like a running joke that if there's something that Lance is shooting in and it's even just mildly gross, Lance will probably throw up. The best part but, is when he threw up in his mask. Cause that's he amazing. Had to wear...
2: I need a new mask. Yeah. <laughs> the... Um one thing i almost yelled i saw the movie by myself here in and i almost yelled it at the screen when i saw the old footage footage i was like dimitri yeah and some of that old footage. oh man i miss some of the old guys
0: yeah it's a shame not everyone could come back but uh, yeah hey you know what everyone seems to be liking this one they oh well i don't want to say anything official but let's just say there probably will be another one but good yeah <laughs> Cool. Well, until next time when we talk, Tammy and the T-Rex. Oh, boy. Uh, (laughs) Bye for now.